This is Transcend with Nat, where we're discovering our higher purpose and sharing stories and awarenesses along the path of transcendence. Hi, and welcome to Transcend with Nat. This is Nat. I'm your host today. I want to do a episode about grief. Uh, maybe this is for you. I know a number of people lately who have been dealing with loss. And uh, maybe this is for uh, someone you know um, or, or for you to help someone you know. So I've been no stranger to grief in the past number of years. And grief is one of those words that it's really, uh, in a lot of ways, hard to define because it's not like anger where you can recognize anger. Grief encompasses so many different experiences and emotions. And it's, it's the word we give of how to cope and how we deal and how we process loss, loss of someone we love. And uh, someone said that uh, grief is loving with no place to go. I don't know who said that, but it definitely rings true. Um, it's just that missing of that person and the emotional impact of that death. Now, obviously, it can be uh, greater when it's someone that's closer to you that uh, is part of your everyday life that um, your life is involved with. And, but whatever the situation, it can definitely, uh, it can definitely have a great effect and can last a long time. In fact, four years on from JR's passing, I'm still uh, going through my grieving process. One of the things that actually helped me was when JR first passed, um, and I'm talking about John Roger, who who's my teacher I lived, worked with for almost 20 years, um, and he passed almost four years ago now. And one of the one of the things that um, that someone said to me was actually his brother, Delisle, uh, who him and his brother, Jer and his brother were very close. And his brother gave me some advice that, that really helped me in a way. And that was, uh, I was talking to Delisle's wife, Elda, who's one of the greatest uh, ladies, women out there. She is amazing. Anyway, so Elda was consoling me and just, you know, telling me to, to give it some time and that, you know, give it some time and it'd get better with time. And Delisle chimed in, that's just horseshit. <laughs> he, said, he said, it, it, it never goes away. You just learn to live with it. And both Delilah and Elda are no um, strangers to grief. They've dealt with plenty in their life. And something about what Delilah said that it, it doesn't go away, it just you just learn to live with it. Um, 
that really helped me because it took some pressure off of, I ha of this is something I have to get through uh, or this is something that, you know, in time I just got to wait it out and it'll get better. Now, it does uh, change. It does shift now that I've had some time. I do find that it does get better, though grief comes in waves, and grief encompasses many things. It can encompass joy and laughter, and it can encompass anger and frustration. It can encompass so many different emotions uh, that grief is really just a process. But I think it, it's important to give it permission to be whatever it is and not to try to rush it or, or even have an idea of what it's going to be later on. Now, one of the things, it's taken me about four years and, and I'm starting to see that glimmer of, uh, of life, of living again, um, that even though the missing didn't go away. And I know that when Jer talked to Phil or Brooke, um, one of them were relating this to me when their, one of their parents passed. Jer told them that, you know, you'll never stop missing them, but the, the hurt and the pain of the loss will get less over time. And that's definitely something that, that I've experienced. Although there are moments where it still all comes up. And I think that's part of it is that it is still there. That grieving is still there. That love is still very much present. Uh, but there's a, an opening again to start living life um, even without that person physically there with you all the time. And that's something that I think is been my experience and is has been helpful just to let it be what it is um so one of the things in searching around all of jr's materials and and different correspondences he had and things like that about grief was that this book or it's really a booklet called healing grief and it's by amy hilliard jensen and I found it a copy on Amazon, um, but this little booklet was recommended um, as an option in when Jer when we, when Jer used to do correspondences, uh, he'd have hundreds or thousands of people writing to him, and so Betsy would uh, synopsize. I don't know if that's a word. Synopsize um, would write a synopsis of each letter um, and sometimes would have to put the full one in depending on the content. And then she'd also give suggestions because people dealt with different things over the years. And so Jared would created boil boilerplates of uh, how to respond, you know, when there was different subjects um, and different issues that were common, uh, Jer would just check off, you know, send this boilerplate. And so Betsy would give the different options, this boilerplate. And one of the options in an email that she had sent uh, for response um, of someone who was dealing with grief in 
in the correspondences to both um, JR and John. Uh, John was on our show, actually. He, there's an interview with him early on, John Morton, and he is who my teacher, John Roger, passed his spiritual mantle to. Um, and so there was an email to JR and John regarding someone dealing with grief, and one of the options that was that Betsy put in there in terms of uh, with the boilerplates and everything else uh, to respond was healing grief, this booklet. And so when I saw that, I decided, hey, I'm going to get that. And it's a really, I got it recently and definitely, um, definitely is a great book for those who are dealing with grief or if you're with someone who's dealing with grief, it can give you a greater understanding of what they're going through. And um, it's something that I recently got and it was very helpful. Although um, I think if you're just starting out and you've just lost someone, it could be very beneficial as well. At the end of this booklet, and I definitely recommend getting this, um, there was 15 points that I'm going to read to you and talk a little bit about. So here are, and this is from Healing Grief, so by Amy Hilliard Jensen. So here are the 15 lamps on the path, lights to walk by. Several have been mentioned before, but bear repeating. Number one, accept the grief. Roll with the tides of it. Do not try to brave. be brave. Take time to cry. This also applies to men. Strong men can and do cry. So first law of spirit is acceptance and i think it's very appropriate that um, the first step on grieving is to accept the grief very important so number two talk about it share your grief within family do not attempt to protect them by silence find a friend to talk to someone who will listen without passing judgment if possible find someone who has experienced a similar sorrow and talk often if the friend tells you to snap out of it, find another friend. Uh, now this, I think, is really valuable. And one of the things that I am definitely guilty of um, is it's easy to isolate yourself in your grief because there is a feeling of aloneness and isolation and um, circumstances can become such that uh, it, you are physically a lot more alone, um, which was a case that I came into. And it makes it even more challenging to talk about it and to actually reach out to someone and share. And I think that's a really beneficial thing. Um, when I have found people to talk to and when I have talked about it, it, it actually really does help. Um, so definitely I recommend that one. Keep busy, do purposeful work that occupies the mind, but avoid frantic activity. Good advice. Number four, take care of yourself. Uh, we know this one. Take care of yourself is an important one. So take care of yourself. Bereavement can be a threat to your health. At the moment, you may feel that you don't care. That will change. You are important. Your life is valuable. Care for it. I totally agree with that. Um, and and it, it can be easy. I mean, I started eating a lot of ice cream uh, every day and <laughs> that resulted how you think it would result in 
that um, after a year or so of that, I definitely, my clothes didn't fit. And that can be a very expensive habit to maintain, also expensive later on in health. Uh, so that leads to number five, which is eat well. At the time of emotional and physical depletion, your body needs good nourishment more than ever. If you can only pick at your food, a vitamin supplement might be helpful, but it will not fully make up for a poor diet. Be good to yourself. Yeah, I highly recommend that. Um, it is it is easy to get caught in these patterns, which then, like the, my ice cream, which then you got to break. And, and uh, part of that was number six, exercise regularly. Return to your old program or start one as soon as possible. Depression can be lightened a little by the biochemical changes brought by exercise and you will sleep better. An hour-long walk every day is ideal for many people. Totally agree. Exercise, it doesn't get rid of the grief and it doesn't, um, it doesn't change what you're going through. I mean, you're going to go through what you're going through, but it gives a better, if you can work out that energy, because you can work out emotional energy through physical activity and physical exercise. I learned that early on uh, by JR basically commanding me to forcing me to, um, to run when, when I first came on staff, I was a teenager and every so often I'd get really emotional and, he would uh, say, hey, you need to run down the canyon, which is about three miles down and three miles back up. And so I would, I would take off and run down the canyon. And that's one of the ways um, he taught me about working through the emotions is he would send me running down the canyon to, to and that would, by the time I got back, I was so tired that, um, that, you know, you, I've burned through a lot of that emotional energy. And so I think exercise is a great thing to do if you're not doing. Um, I also, one of the things that really helped me is that shortly after JR passed, I went up into the mountains and I did a lot of hiking uh, when I was, was up there. And something about if you can get away from the city, if you live in the city and you can get into nature, and where you're more in the environment of the natural world and because obviously death is a natural process and so something about that coming into nature really helps but also that walking that physical activity and it just lets the mind kind of work through and the emotions work through as you walk in that natural setting i was alone i didn't see i actually went up to yosemite um, and it was in the fall, and so most people had actually already gone. It was starting to get cold, and there wasn't as many tourists. And so I just hiked up into the, the mountains there, and it was, uh, it was really beneficial for me to work through some of that initial early onset of, of that grief. So number seven, get rid of imagined guilt. Guilt is, is not worth it. You did the best you could at the time, all things considered. If you made mistakes, learn to accept that we are all imperfect. Only hindsight is twenty twenty. If you are convinced that you have real guilt, consider professional or spiritual counseling. If you believe in God, a pastor can help you believe also in God's forgiveness. I think forgiveness for those things that we may feel guilty of and for self-forgiveness is a tool. I don't know if they, I don't think they actually mention 
uh, self-forgiveness in this booklet, but that is, is really important, especially, you know, especially if the death was a surprise and maybe your last interaction wasn't all peaches and cream. Maybe it was just a normal interaction. Maybe it was a fight. Maybe it was many things. And that's hard. Uh, I've, I've gone through some of that myself, that when your last interaction isn't, you know, all like perfect, let's say, it can be easy to get down on yourself. And so I would say forgiveness, um, self-forgiveness is very important. Number eight, accept your understanding of the death. For the time being, you've probably asked why over and over and have finally realized that you will get no acceptable answer, but you probably have some small degree of understanding. Use that as your viewpoint until you're able to work up to another level of understanding. I think this is, this is a good one because one of the things that someone close to us, their death brings up is our own mortality and, and the mortality of, of others we love around us. And it also brings up our relationship to our own death, others' death, and to death itself and what that is. And allowing yourself to kind of look at that and just accept where you're at with that, whatever that may be, and don't fight inside your feelings or your thoughts about death. I think that's, and just allow yourself to kind of explore what that is for you and just accept it. Not to go into it in terms of, when I say explore, I'm not, I'm not saying just like really delve into some negative thing about it. I'm just saying wherever you're at the moment towards death and what, what you're experiencing and your thoughts on it, just let that be and accept that. And number nine, join a group of others who are sorrowing. Your old circle of friends may change. Even if it does not, you will need new friends who have been through your experience. Bereaved people sometimes form groups for friendship and sharing. Um, I think that that's very solid advice. Uh, number 10, associate with old friends also. This may be difficult. Some will be embarrassed by your presence, but they will get over it. And if and when you can, talk and act naturally without avoiding the subject of your loss. Yeah, I mean, I think getting, you know, human contact is good and can help get through uh, those feelings of, of being alone, of loss. And so number 11, postpone major decisions. For example, wait before deciding to sell your house or change jobs. That's really good advice. That's something that <laughs> didn't, didn't work out for me uh, in terms of, not making major decisions because the major decisions were upon me uh, shortly after JR passed away. And some of those decisions were made by his passing and then some of them were brought um, to a head by the situations as they unfolded. So my, my life changed dramatically in terms of job and living situation, a lot of things. So that, that is something that if you can, I would agree with that. Just, um, kind of do, it may not feel the same in your work and, but postponing major decisions. I remember one of the trips we were on with JR, uh, there was a lovely woman who 
had lost her husband of many years and she took a sabbatical. Uh, she was a teacher and she had arranged it so that she could take a year off and travel and, um, and then go back to her job. Sometimes that may be an option, but you'll never know if you don't ask. So if that's something that resonates for you, whether it's a few months or six months or a year, as much time as you really can, I would, I would say that that's, that's a great thing so that you're not leaving your job. You're just taking a sabbatical and are able to go back to the same job if that's an option. Um, and if that's something you're interested in, I would definitely talk to your boss or whoever you report to and see if they're even open to that and that you can actually come back and do your same job, but you just need some time. Number 12, record your thoughts in a journal. If you're inclined at all toward writing, it helps get your feelings out and records your progress. I've talked many times on the show of, of journals and how important they are. So I definitely agree with that. 113, turn grief into creative energy. Find a way to help others. Helping to carry someone else's load is guaranteed to lighten your own. If you have writing ability, use it. Great literature has been written as a tribute to someone loved and lost. I really think that this is a great suggestion. And I would say that not only for creative endeavors, but I'd say that service is a really important keynote. And she touches on it here when she talks about turning to creative energy and helping carry someone else's load. To assist another, I don't relate to it as carrying someone else's load, but to assist another and to in what they're going through and whatever their conditions are that you can help lighten them for that person uh, can really it can really lighten your own it is something that i have found is one of the best ways of dealing with grief is to help someone else and and maybe that's uh maybe for you it is music or writing or something and sharing that with others and and I would also strongly suggest doing it in a way where you actually have contact with whatever your creative thing is. So if you're getting into music, actually go out and play for people. And maybe that's at a, a nursing home or, or wherever, at a hospital or something. Um, but go and make your creative endeavor something that is of service to others and start looking for ways that you can be of service. I, I, it took me a while to, to, it took me a long time actually, uh, to, even though that's the obvious one, but to, in a way, start utilizing that more in my own life and the benefits of, of being of service and especially in a creative way is, is truly great is truly beneficial and, and really does help the grieving process. Uh, number 14, take advantage of your religious affiliation. If you have one, if you have been inactive in matters of faith, this might be time to become involved again. The Bible has much to say about sorrow. Old hymns are relevant. As time passes, you may find you are not so mad at God after all. So I think that that's something that is also a good suggestion whether it's religious or spiritual 
community or whatever that is for you, um, that that's a good time to touch back into your spiritual practices and really do that. And she touches on the anger at God. That's a natural reaction often is sometimes we don't know you know, we have this anger and so we, we can place it, we can place it sometimes towards the person who died. We can place it towards God. We, that anger can go in all sorts of it ourselves. That anger can go all sorts of directions. And I think being willing to work through that anger and not judging yourself for it, because that's really just going to make it worse and, and work through it. And, you know, if you have a religious or spiritual foundation, you know, really take advantage of that. Number 15, get professional help if needed. Do not allow crippling grief to continue. There comes a time to stop crying and to live again. Sometimes just a few sessions with a trained counselor will help you to resolve the anger, guilt, and despair that keep you from functioning. You know, I think that's very appropriate advice. And, you know, I have gotten help myself at times. And I think that finding, um, getting professional help is really, there's nothing, if there's any stigma with you about that, you know, you might want to let that go because getting professional help, whatever that professional help means, but someone who deals with this is something that can be very beneficial. Uh, someone who's outside of the situation, someone who, has a skill set to um, help you cope and work through and deal with the grief and can give you some tools and tips, it can be very valuable um, to have someone who's outside of it enough who can, can help you along your way. And so I definitely recommend that. So those are the 15 at the end of her, her booklet here on healing grief. Um, so if you, if you like that, and if you're dealing with grief or, or helping someone who's dealing with grief, then I would definitely recommend it's a very short read and, and there's a lot of valuable uh, insights in, in the booklet. And so that's my episode on grief and hopefully that has, can be a help to some of you who are going through grief yourselves. And uh, I just want you to know that you're not alone, that uh, it's, a, it's a wild ride. It's a, it's a monster, this grief, this grieving process. And, and many of us are going through it, have gone through it. And um, so hopefully this has helped in some way in your processing of the loss of, of a loved one. So God bless you. God bless you all. And we'll see you next week.